can you tell me about the first book you remember reading? The, fir the first books I would have got in my hands were a mix of kind of the, the Roald Dahl, Ina Blyton, you know, Mr. Men to an extent, mm. which would have been even younger again. But uh, we'd go to holiday uh, in uh, Connemara, which was at that stage about, it felt like about 15 hours in the car because there was no <laughs> motorway. So it was very much... Probably close to it, we hours. went through every town and every village. I, I can tell you all, uh, all the way, Kinnegad and Enfield. And, uh, and I was very fortunate to be one of the human beings who doesn't get carsick when reading. Oh, this is a yes. real thing that you're, yes. you know, the listeners to your podcast will, will either go, I'm one of those or I'm not one of those. Mm -hmm. So I can do crossword in the car and I can read in the car and this sounds like showing off it's not it's just a physiological yeah. bonus that I was born with yeah. that allowed me to read uh, the secret seven and the you know stories for under seven or eight yeah. nine ten all these collections and I'd read them uh, and love them the Roald Dahls were great because when you're when you're a child they're little yeah. with writing and drawings so children today will have Timmy Failure and Dork Diaries and Wimpy Kid, which are great starter books for children because, you know, not all children are waking up and like some kids are just insane. They just, uh, I've read all the Harry Potters. What age are you? Seven. Like, what? I mean, I've read them like, five million times your age. So I think re more regular kids who aren't bookworm or mormorms, yeah. these are great. The Twits, George's Marvelous Medicine. These are short books, but no less complete or important than Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit mm. because they bring you, like all books do, to places. Mm. And with that in mind, these, these were the books that were starting me off. I always uh, latched on to Roald Dahl because he understood that all adults are too tall, too angular, too pointy, kind of cruel, always giving out and n utterly... Uh, oblivious to the uh the, uh, the geography of of humanity mm. so they never really realized how tall they were or how how broad they might be and how they really need to get down and eyeball a child to mm. see where we're at uh, and that's what happened to me when i when, when my um, now oldest was my was was a, ba a young child and i was in a shop in Connemara, and the it was a super value and the uh, cash register was kind of the tray was opening and closing and making a whole heap of noise and I was going and then I heard a squeaky sound and, and I looked down and it was it was her saying and I had to go down and get on my hunkers and I looked at her and I said what, what is it you want and she said I'm on an ice cream but and then I, I looked around as I was down there and I looked up and I realized crikey look at the state of the world it's <laughs> like it I'm you know they're all Gullivers you know and 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 um Rodal got that. That that yeah. the adults, the grannies, always hairy with warts, and you know the weird neighbors with the beards and the, you know the the, the filth. Uh, and he just got it. Mm -hmm. And then every now and again, a beacon of kindness, the kind teacher, mm -hmm. the kind aunt, you know, would emerge, and you go, thank God, they're not all, they're not all creatures yeah. from the dark. So that's why those books really registered with me when I was little. That was. Def they were definitely tickling my fancy. I also like cartoons on TV, so I did I did coexist mm. with books and Television. I was flickering in the corner of the kitchen in the, uh, of the TV room in the morning. Mm. Yeah, the, I love Frodo's books though, and even like 
now when you think of them in Quinton Blake's illustrations yeah, exactly. with them they just bring it alive but I always it's something I only realised recently myself like having loved Roald Dahl this idea of magic realism got introduced to children so early on of yeah. the mixture of the, the real world James and, and Giant Peach yeah and these magical elements and yeah. now you look at it with things like Jan Carson or, or her yeah. books and stuff like that and it, it's this beautiful thread that kind of pulls you along yes and it's so nice then to be able to go back as an adult and see it and you can still enjoy you can still enjoy it uh, those books I mean there, I, was, I was reading something recently that said that when adults now get a little bit depressed or low uh, there's nothing wrong with them reaching into the onto the bookshelf and picking up a book that made them happy when they were younger. Yeah. It's like getting a smell that reminds me of a happy time or hearing a song that brings you to a happier place. Mm. So why not read a book that you kind of go, oh, I remember reading this. Oh, it's so... And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. In fairness to David Williams, he, he's picking up the baton in, in the Dal yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, his, his, his cartoonist is... Uh, or caricaturist, whatever you want to call it, his illustrator, I should say, mm. is... is, is borrowing heavily from Quentin Blake but that's okay too you know Oasis and the Beatles um, so we can allow for that because they're both producing goods it's good content uh, it's not bad at all exactly and they're eminently readable listenable to but uh, Williams is doing a good job I, I feel it's, it's sometimes they're not quite as dangerous as Dal yeah uh, and they're, they're, they're but, but they're but look the way I see it is once kids are reading mm. anything we're winning. Exactly. Anything. You live in a bit more of a PC time though as well now. And it, I wonder it, if Dahl would have got it. No. <laughs> well, Roald Dahl wouldn't be published today. And neither would Ian Blyton. Like, but that's, that's, that's different. You know, who knows? Mm. In a hundred years time, yeah. they'll be looking at David Williams and, and, and saying, there's no way. Or, God, PJ Lynch's illustration mm. was deeply inappropriate. <laughs> what was Owen Coffin thinking when he wrote that? You know, yeah. uh, they're, they're absolutely wonderful people now and respected but you know, God, times yeah. move on and evolve, and suddenly, in, in in hindsight, that's not cool anymore. So mm. I don't know what's not cool anymore yet, because it's not yet. I'm terrified to think because I was never cool to begin with, so I'm well, going to be decrepit. Then, that like. the, <laughs> there's different. Cool is a spectrum. <laughs> what about then? And this is probably actually touched on a little bit because I know for a lot of people, Enos, including myself, Enos Lighton is definitely this frame of reference but whatever your book that taught you about friendship um i think it depends on on where i think what age you are mm. and you know what what like for example when i was a kid there were books on, on the shelves in in the house growing up and i used to look at the at the spines of them and i was always i always feel that book spines in a house are as, as beautiful yeah. as a painting on a wall mm. that they bring something that you'll never see on a candle but also on a blank wall. So anyway, I'm all for spines because also the spines, it, it depends on editions of books. You might have an old, you know, I remember those, like the Penguin Classics, for example, are so iconic. And I remember seeing a book called The Clockwork Orange, A Clockwork Orange, and thinking, by Anthony Burgess, and thinking, that's, I love the name of that book. Yeah. And I said to my older brother, I'd like to read that book. And just in terms of friendship, it's a strange thing, but I, I'll never forget this. I must have been about 12 or 13. And I didn't know what a clockwork orange is. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know who Anthony Burgess was. I just liked the orange and white cover and I liked the name of it. And he was being older teenage brother and he said, oh, you like that? Look at that, do you? And I said, yeah, it's just clockwork orange. It's kind of clever. I like words. I like, what is a clockwork orange? What's that mean? And uh, he said, uh, pick it up 
uh, read the first paragraph of it aloud. So I read the first paragraph of it aloud. I, know, I wish I had it here. I don't think I have it. But uh, funny enough, I do. Okay, this is good. So, if I may. Yes, of course. Because I haven't read this probably oh, for so it. long. And it goes. It's so different. This is a yeah. This is a lovely. Uh, lovely. This was a re a reprint of it. And I'll just this goes on a bit, but I'll I'll, I'll just I'll give you you, you can edit it out. Which is great. <laughs> so it begins with the famous line, "What's it going to be then, eh?" There was me, that is Alex, and my three droogs, that is Pete, Georgie, and Dim. Now remember, I'm twelve. Dim being really dim, and we sat in the Corova milk bar making up our Razudox. What to do with the evening? A flip dark, chill winter bastard through dry. The Corova milk bar was a milk plus mesto, and you may, oh my brothers, have forgotten what these mestos were like. These changing to so scurry these days and everybody very quick to forget newspapers not being read much either like i'll stop there what so he he kind of said that's a clockwork orange and i said okay it went back on the shelf now that's a strange quest answer to the question about friendship but books spark conversations like that and you you know if you like i've made friends over over uh, books but you know, even last week I was in with the Late Late Show team and I was, I was waxing about uh, two books that caught my attention this mm-hmm. summer, right, summer of 2019. And I said, has anyone read Three Women by Lisa Toledo? Mm. And has anyone read uh, uh, Fleischman is in Trouble, right, Who's by Taffy something, complicated mm-hmm. second name. And I said, so I went out and I, having bought my own copy, I don't like lending books, mm. and I explain that in a minute. But I just don't. I but I don't mind going and buying a book for somebody mm-hmm. and saying have it. Well, yeah. But you can't have my copy. Mine was thumbed. It's read. It's earned. It's it's Chopped earned. It from yeah, it's earned. Ends. It's it's earned. It's it's place mm-hmm. on the shelf. Yeah. So on it goes. But you. So I I went out and bought two copies of these books, and I said to two of my colleagues, I said, "There's, there there's three women. There's, um, uh, Fleischman is is in trouble. Now read them and pass them on to the rest of the team when you're finished with it." And now we have this impromptu, book club. yeah, and it's it's it, but it's friendly, yeah. and like if I'm on a plane or a train, I I'm fascinated by what's in someone's hand if they're reading. Yeah. Now I'll never get that from their phone or Kindle, mm. but if I see a spine or a cover, I say, how are you enjoy? I cannot yeah. stop myself. I I'll be in a bookshop, and the person will be saying to the person on the counter, um, I heard about a book on a radio, and it could oftentimes be something I'd mentioned that morning, mm. and I have to do one of two things: either shut up. Or go, yeah, it's that book by your man. It's really good. You'll hate it if you don't like violence. You'll love it if you're okay with that. It's kind of crime, but it's got all this. But I get the Christie, but actually, there's more of Tarantino. You want to be careful with that. And because I just love, yeah. you know, sharing. So books are, they are potentially, you know, they're friendship uh, vessels, tokens, mm-hmm. and they can change the whole conversation. You know, book lovers, people listening to this, you know, unite. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, you just know one. I trust people who read more than I trust those who don't i love that idea of like your love of books or if you're into books or not as a, a kind of barometer for are we going to be friends well if i go into a house i believe that thing that a house without books is a home without is, is without a soul yeah. and uh, and i believe that because where, where is your soul i mean there's no books here what are you what are you gleaning all the knowledge from what what are you how are you enriching yourself yeah and that sounds snobby uh, I think if somebody, if I heard somebody saying that, I'd say he sounds like a bit of a I don't douche. Think it is because reading is the most accessible. Thing well, it's free. When you think about it, it's free. It's democratic. Libraries. Exactly, I agree. No matter 
where you are in the reading spectrum, whether you're someone who gobbles them up in a day yeah. or you consume one book over six months, it's the ultimate entry point for everyone. Exactly, and I often say about kids, you know, it, when they say I don't like reading, I said you do. You just haven't met the right book yet. This yeah. is the thing, and and it's right. I say the same to my kids with history. I don't like history. You do. You just haven't met the right teacher yet. Yeah. It's just getting that right moment, like you say, where you go, ah, I'm in. Mm -hmm. That's why you know friends of mine will come and say, my son isn't reading. I said, great, bring him to me. Bring him to I me. I will sort him. I will. I sit him down. With, I'm like a book whisperer. Why aren't you reading, kid? You know. I don't like reading. Yes, of course you do. You know, you don't know why you go into 1920s, but you do. Uh, or 40s. With the twang. With the twang. Yeah. The, the full uh, Jimmy Cagney. Of course you want to read, Ken. Um, and then he'll say, oh, what, have you read one thing you like? And he'll say, this one. And then you say, great. And, you know, look, I, with kids uh, and books, you leave them yeah. around the place. Yeah. Don't force it on them. If they're not naturally gravitating towards them, just leave them. Mm -hmm. They will be bored of the phone or a computer or whatever it is and they will gravitate towards and go what's this don't force feed them mm -hmm. kids adults are annoying yeah. don't forget this back to the beginning of our conversation adults are irritating they are in the way they are pontificating they're sanctimonious and they're annoying so leave them alone slash leave little crumbs for hansel and gretel to come and read it is true though because every person i, I used to loves reading books they always come from a book home yeah, and they grew exactly. up with a, a place filled with books exactly. and it is that natural curiosity of maybe it was a rainy summer's day and you're yeah. so bored and you have nothing else to do and you grabbed a book off the shelf exactly. but uh, which is actually probably how I got into the whole JFK thing to mm. begin with because my reading book I, no 8 year old should have read that book I learned a lot about JFK that was not suitable for an 8 year old but there you are Yes. And <laughs> um, I'm, it's so funny now because like with my own first baby coming I haven't been buying clothes. I haven't been buying those things. I've been buying books. Oh, how and lovely. Then I have to kind of stop myself going, just because the books I loved when I was younger, they might not necessarily. Yes. Know. So I'm just thinking if I just pile them around the house and, That's and it. maybe enclose them in a little corner with the books or something. And just have a little go to. Now, yeah. you've got a, a little bit of time before. I mean, <laughs> your child will be consuming the books physically first. Or, or just drooling them into yeah. a sort of a semi-existence and then they'll start consuming them the way they should be but Hopefully. but you're right you're doing the right thing just yeah who needs clothes when you got books yeah absolutely exactly. um what about then a book that either got you through a, a big life moment or a heartache well i'd say i find that if if things are going if things aren't going great uh oops if things aren't going great, I find I need to read books that aren't challenging. Mm -hmm. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I like a little crime thriller, mm. a really easy, like, a, uh, or th th things don't have to be not going well. What I would say is like, for example, um, if, if I'm doing the radio show, the Late Late Show, and then you've got five million different things going on, mm. it's just that things are going really hectically. Mm. Again, I'd, I'd go there. So over the summer, I read, you know, um, the Enemy of the People by Jim Acosta, the CNN journalist, and I read uh, five, the five, the five women who were uh, killed by Jack the Ripper, and this this uh, historian brought their lives back, pieced them back together so that their story was told, and not just Jack the Ripper's, which is quite, each chapter is just named after each of the victims. And I really liked that. She had a tricky one because she was dealing with the jigsaw puzzle, essentially, with loads of pieces missing, historically, because they didn't have that much information on them. But she did her best, and it's a, it's a great read. Um, things like that or The Patient Assassin by Anita Nand. Uh, it, things, they're sort of books and the ones I mentioned, Three Women, 
Fleischman is in trouble. But they're the sort of books that you need your wits about you. Mm. I, I couldn't really read them in November yeah. with the toy show, the regular Late Late Show, the radio show, and life. Mm-hmm. That's when I'll dip into uh, books that are much easier. Like the crime novels, I, I just love crime novels. I think that this is a golden age for, strangely, female crime writers yeah. in this country. Yeah. I have interviewed and love all the books of Joe Spain, mm-hmm. um, uh, Liz Nugent, uh, Patricia Gibney, uh, Dervla Tiernan, um, and more recently, Alex Barkley. And, and these, are, these are just terrific books that are all Irish and and I just love the Irishness of them and they're doing great Mm -hmm. and these books will get me through the winter because you can read them and just simply enjoy them Mm. which is delicious Uh, so that's that's the uh, so I don't have uh, the the book uh, that that you can go oh this is my my go-to because if I'm in trouble Mm. I can't focus on a book yeah so the answer is no book yeah yeah I I go to the pier in Dunleary and and stomp it and walk it and think it out and get that clear air because mm. I couldn't focus, yeah. couldn't focus. Uh, and then when that's done, then I'll come back and I'll ease my way into a nice crime novel and go, Grant, somebody get murdered somewhere down the country uh, and then have themselves caught by a local guard and I'll be Grant. I love them. They <laughs> they're great. So they're delicious. great fun. Like I interviewed yeah, Liz for treats. this podcast. Oh, she's a wonderful and, writer. Like literally was fangirling over her and she was the, she was the nicest but I even warned her in advance before I'd gone like I love your books great and she was like oh that's so nice I was like no no like like yeah. love your books like it uh, reminds me of being younger when the Harry Potter books would come out mm. like, first in line the bookstore like, I'm that like with new Liz Newton's books because they are brilliant and they're such compelling stories and they're they're so rich and layered with the characters yeah. as well and, and, and Irish distinctly Irish yeah. which I love and she's a book lover like she yeah. Like oh, everyone you're talking to, I'm sure it's it's you, you can you can smell a book a book lover. You know what I mean? They 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 you can sniff them out. They smell musty. And yeah, there's pages. musty and bits of old firewood about them, but uh, but they're they're the best company, I think. So then I'm gonna ask you about a book you wish you had written. And well, why. I I you know I love um funny enough I love the the Anthony Horowitz books. Oh, uh, because they have that lovely kind of how can you be old fashioned and modern? <laughs> I love to, to think that I'm a, I'm a bit of, like old fashioned and modern. Like I yeah I like to wear if I'm wearing a suit I call it old fashioned with modern twist, and and I think his books do that. They sound mm. like they read like Agatha Christie, yeah. but they can't because there's mobile phones in them. So how does that happen? And he's got great wit in them and great cleverness in them. And like his book Magpie Murders. I just got such a kick out of it. And what he did with Atticus Pond. And I was going, oh, like, it was twisted and winded its way through it. I mean, I, I love it. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't be, like, if you like, a classic books necessarily. But I just love loved that one. I think, if to, to answer your question, the one that I, I think, in particular more recent times, the book that I, I'd love to have written in some ways is Star of the Sea by Joseph O'Connor. Because I love Irish history. Um, I'm fascinated by the famine story. And he just got under the skin of this country at that time. Um, that's a class. That's yeah. a pure classic. I love John Connolly's He. His take on uh, uh, Stan Laurel was a so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Just it's just interesting. A very wistful look on back on a man's life. I think a lot of maybe 
kind of men, women, certainly kind of in their, not kind of maybe into their mid forties, late beyond even again, kind of looking back, going, what did I get right or wrong? You know, there's a lot of people probably thinking of it that way. That's why Fleischmann and Trouble is a bit like that too. But uh, that was great. So there's, there's a, yeah, I'd go with, but I'd go with Joseph O'Connor, yeah. Star of the Sea. I think that's the book I'd like to have written. Something Irish. Good and, choice. Yeah. What about then a book that you've read at some point? All right, well, just to preface this question. Yes. I always, I find as I've gotten older that I will read books that make me actually understand myself better. Yeah. My own little neuroses and tics. And sure. Idiosyncrasies. So, is there a book that you've read at some point that you felt like it made you know yourself a little better? Um, in in a word, no. Um, <laughs> not really. I don't think so. I, I find that I, I I read books to escape me, not to embrace me. Um, I don't want to self-examine, um, because I'd get too frightened. Uh, it's like if I take time off work, if I take a week too long or a few days too long, then I start to go, um. Well, it's just you and me, pal. So, like, what's going on? I don't know. That's a lot. Of, spend a lot of time together. What? Where? Where? Or shouldn't we be going to work? Or something? No, you're off work. What? So where do we go now? I don't know. Bookshop again? Yeah, but like, couldn't you do something else? Pier? Yeah, I've done that twice today. Holy smoke! Okay. Uh, so I. So I. These. These are the inner uh, monologues uh, that actually kind of sort of weird dialogues of sorts. Um, but. Uh, so I, I find I don't read books to to better myself necessarily mm-hmm. it might happen by osmosis I might find myself going yeah I don't like like sometimes I might read a book and I'm reading a character in it and I kind of go I don't really like him but I recognize a bit of me in him mm-hmm. I don't like that mm-hmm. but then <laughs> but then that's what it is you know I but I, I definitely don't I don't read books to allow myself to come away thinking, uh, great, I've read that now. I now I understand. Mm-hmm. Now I I'm glad. Now I'm going to put this into practice, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and. No, I think that's a bit more. Uh, I think uh, nature will do that. You are nurture, but certainly I don't know if books can change your life. In that, unless it's self help, I don't know. I but I do think the accumulation of all the books I've read down through the years have definitely enriched me mm. they've given me vocabulary mm. imagination uh comfort friendship culture uh, appreciation of country the past the written word and other people's talents none of which you have so it's great so you sit back you sit in the seat no but you don't you sit back in the, in, in, and you just admire it like i read, i read richard yates books i would read and i uh, and actually i was reading even Fleischman, I guess I keep referring to because it it's fresh in my mind. Yeah. Um, and Jesus, John Connolly, definitely. Mm. Uh, and actually, Shadow Play, Joseph O'Connor's new one is beautiful. And I'm reading lines going, yeah, Where did you get this talent? Like, you, I want to stand up and clap. Mm. And I'm in my TV room. Yeah. I'm sitting on a couch or I'm on the train or something. And I'm going, You are ex- extraordinary. You need to be compensated more than you are writers writers get a bad deal like unless they're you know top 10 every week sort of thing yeah. but that's another day's work so you know I'm in awe of great writing there's something about like those lines in a book that you read that yeah the I, knockouts I actually feel like you have to share them and tell them like mm. I, 
I remember the last time a book did that to me was I was reading John Boyne's The Heart's Invisible Fury. Love it, yeah. I read that recently too. I loved it. Heels of laughter yeah. on public transport. Yeah. Going in and out of my day. Yeah, yeah. People looking at me like I'm not saying nothing. That's a great sign. Fair. Um, but then going home and, and like telling everyone I could have read and I yeah. distinctly remember like kind of cornering my father-in-law in the kitchen yeah. being like, you love this book, it's brilliant yeah. and reciting lines right. out of it right. and him kind of going, okay, yeah, are, thanks. You, are you all right? Thanks, call like, security. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was like, I'm getting a book for Christmas. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you totally are. But it is, you're right. I mean, you're, you're just summing up the excitement of, 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 uh, of finding that book, you know, where you want to get up early before yeah. work to get to it and you want to actually kind of finish the day early so you can get back to it that that's a that's a great feeling that's a great feeling and you you know that's it if you love books as i say you, you just you, you'll never be lonely yeah i've said that so many times and i'm literally always i usually have a book in my handbag with me like i might forget my purse or yeah. like the keys or that's great yeah 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 but the book because and then if i'm caught out anywhere i'm never bored never you always and you don't mind sometimes if you get with the right book you won't mind waiting in the waiting room for the doctor or the dentist mm. or if you're traveling somewhere you just keep going become such a nicer person with a book because yeah. then if there's a delay and they're like i'm sorry you're like oh, no, yeah that's yeah, fine. yeah 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 take yeah. your time it's I'm so true here. yeah yeah don't don't be rushing now please on my account if you get stuck in again that's beautiful i love that <laughs> what about then is there, are there any books that you you tend to read again and again or come back to over the years it's funny uh, it's not something it's, I, I feel like books and films are like this mm. I feel like I've read one or, or, or uh, seen one once I feel what a waste it is to kind of go back and watch it and read it again because there's another book waiting out there for you or another film waiting out for you spend that time doing that rather than going back however as I get older the passage of time means that I remember it less clearly so I'm in a position where I can go back and nearly read it again, almost like watching a film for the first time. Like unless, you know, it depends on the film or whatever it might be. And that's happening, which is, which is lovely. But not so much with the books because I just feel, I, I generally always, because of the nature of my job, I read a lot of book, books for work. Mm. Um, there's always a book tapping me on the shoulder saying, don't forget me. Yeah. So I can never quite say, you wait, because I want to see this patient twice. Whereas this, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't be doing that. Uh, so, however, um, you know, there's a book that I really want to read again that I just didn't get the praise and the joy and the love it deserved called uh, The Gommel by Kieran Collins. And The Gommel is a book about a character in literature that is uh, regularly referred to, which is the village idiot who's not an idiot. Mm -hmm. It's a real Irish you know, anyone listening to this will know. I don't, in fact, it probably is, it mightn't just be Irish, but it's the guy, generally guy, in the pub drinking Lucasade. Everyone's getting locked, and he's watching and he's seeing, and everyone treats him like an idiot. Mm. But he's our narrator. He's the butcher boy, and he's like John Mills and Ryan Daughter, the bird in the field, John B. Keane. Uh, he's he's the guy who's kind of like or Cassandra, like who's telling you what's going to happen, mm. and no one believes him, and it all happens. And the gommel is written by the guy, our slightly unreliable, but yet strangely accurate uh, narrator uh, at this pace and in this language that is distinctly an Irish voice. And, and he's got the madness of Irish people. And he might even draw a picture of the person's face or 
he'd leave the, the, the lyrics of the song he's referring to clear because he doesn't want to pay the rights because he knows they're dear. And you're just going, this is really funny. It's, it's the most comically sad. Ithaca is another one that was written along those lines. But uh, that's one I'm going to read again soon. So I hope people listening to your podcast will remember that book, The Gamal, G-A-M-A-L by Kieran Collins. I don't know who he is, mm. strangely, because I met all the authors and yeah. re- interviewed so many of them. But uh, he's somebody I just doff my cap to because that book is a beaut, absolute beaut. Okay, I have to give that a go now. This is my eternal problem with doing this podcast. Oh, I can imagine you're f- coming down with great suggestions. Oh my God, I just come away with lists and sure. lists of, of books. Um, what about then, actually, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, but some of your current favourite Irish writers and non-Irish writers. Yeah, um, I, I generally don't have get hobby horses with writers. However, I mentioned... I'll, I'll be referring back mm-hmm. to some of the so Anthony Horowitz I mm-hmm. can't wait for his next one whenever whatever that's yeah. going to be I, I just I'm never disappointed mm-hmm. the only problem is I get greedy with him so when I get his new book I'll eat it yeah you know and like like and I'll get indigestion you're gone like for the weekend God. that's it good luck don't want anyone near me like that's which is a compliment I hope to him <laughs> I've, I've met him a couple of times and he's just great he's very unassuming and he wears it lightly but I just love what he does uh, in terms of other crime, like Joe Nesbo, I liked mm-hmm. all his series, which are good fun. And um, uh, uh, Joseph O'Connor's Shadow Play mm-hmm. uh, more recently, and like the Star of the Sea, so in terms of bits and pieces there. And then I've read all uh, the ones I mentioned, I'm going to say them again anyway, but I have read all of Liz, Liz Nugent's, and, and Joe Spain, Patricia Gibney, and Derby Tiernan, and, and the like, um, because they're just such, uh, they're just lovely, uh, easy. Yeah. Um, nasty and uh, utterly readable gem, little gems you know so they deserve uh, the credit so I love all of those and then I'll go on a case by case I mean I meet my uh, brothers and, and uh, family for drinks and we you know once a week or once every two weeks and books will come up as part of the conversation books, politics, family, life, the universe and, but when books comes up it's uh, we take a moment and go have you read? No, have you read? No, have you read? No. so uh, they're great for uh, and uh, we generally agree on uh, uh, on the books that we're all going yeah. to read or I've read that you should so I find I get they're, I, they're yeah. a huge influence on me and then I find myself like my, one of them would say oh, I've read this one and I read it gobble it up and then I ask the TV the radio guys can you find that author and bring them on the show I'd love to talk to them then the author comes on and I'm talking to the author and then the book sells really well and then I'm laughing to the, and I'm down in the pub then with the lads going you'll never guess that book's number one <laughs> what I said yeah you recommended two weeks here in a Donahue's like having a pint and the next thing is there and, but that's it but no one no, no one wants anything no one's trying yeah. to monetize it or say I'm anti great for doing that I was going to say your it's, bros could be like book influencer they, they are <laughs> and, and, you know, and, my, and my sisters like the fact of the matter is they are influencers they have no idea <laughs> the best kind of influencers yeah they don't have they don't have social media yeah. they have me I'm their I'm their social You're media their yeah 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 they, they tag me physically and off I go. Yeah, play tag. That's about. No, we're not. We're not into that so much. But well, they aren't. I have to be a bit. But yeah, so that's how I love that. And then listeners might say, you know, have you read this? I think you'd like this, and you know, I'll have a go at, at some sort of thing. But Jesus, it's nothing better than a book recommendation that goes well, and few things worse than a book recommendation that goes badly, because you have to face that person who loved that book and say it was awful. Oh. That's awkward. It's so. Awkward. Yeah. So I just tend to. I think that's why you always have to make sure like when you're recommending something to someone you know they're gonna like that will you have to yeah you think you know 
It was so funny even when I was telling you that one earlier on, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't think this would be your buzz." Like pre-fiction. Yeah, you said that. Because... Yes, that wonderful book that no, you wrote. No, but I'm like, that's not your thing, because like you have to know what someone's thing is. Because I also take it really personally when someone. I remember I got given some weird books over the years, and kind of gone, what does this person think of me? That's really <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <you're> Sla <laughs> slashing the throats three times? Yeah, I mean, Before putting their foot in their face? What? Like, I know I love through, like, through time and stuff, but like, this is like fucking great. <laughs> it's a for big... Me? Like... <laughs> it's fun, though. It's fun. It's fun. This one is a, a little bit strange, but if you were a book, which yeah. one would you be? I'd be a children's book, um, <laughs> because I uh, never really loved growing up that much um i think i was happy very happy as a child so i'd probably be a kid's book um and one that uh i'd be a go-to book so i wouldn't be one that you read and just and put down and, and that's the end of it. i'd be one that you keep with you as you got older and still had it mm. because i'd like to be a book that said it's all good it all it'll all work out and like I'd like to have a nice little lesson without being too preachy, uh, and I'd give the warning that I saw on a sign once, and I'd, I'd offer that warning in however way I could, which is, don't grow up, it's a trap. Uh, and you, so in other words, you can still be an adult, but not grow up, mm -hmm. which is quite good. Uh, and then I'd say things like, in the book, I'd say just be, be polite, good manners will get you, will open more doors than you'll ever know. And, uh, and, and keep reading because, it, as I always say to children, it, it, putting words into your brain is, is like putting water on a plant and it'll grow and thrive and be beautiful. And uh, that's all ahead of you. So yes, I'd be that book. I'd be the, I'd be the, the happy book for a child. That is an excellent book. Thank you. The keeper. <laughs> the keeper. <laughs> We're coming to the end. Hi, holy smile. We could talk about books all day. Oh, it's such an easy thing. It's to such about. a joy. Yes, yeah, pleasure. But I'm going to finish us off with the next book or books that you plan on reading. Yeah, on reading. Um, okay, so I'm making, I interviewed a woman today and her. I'm reading her book at the moment. So that's fine. Now, what am I doing? I'm reading, now my next book I'm going to be reading actually is by Robert Harris. Okay. I think it's called The Second Sleep and it's been up beside my bed for a long time now uh, with a view to being my next book. Mm -hmm. And every time it's my next book, another one taps me on yeah. the shoulder. But I think after this one, which I'm going to probably finish in the next day or two, because I'm not the fastest reader, but mm -hmm. when I make it my business to TV off, yeah. stop it, Peaky Blinders. Stop tapping at my window. I, I, I need to. Last no, I neither have I. So I come back to you. Yeah, so if Peaky Blinders was a yeah. book, I'd be gobbling that oh, up in the corner, but it's not. But thankfully, it's only once. Like, I can't, you can't binge watch it, which I think is lovely. Oh, you can actually just episode yeah. grand see you next week like the old times like yeah. excitement have exciting the anticipation in your life jesus i love that though because i'm a creature of routine and habits so yeah. i absolutely adore something yeah, yeah. what i'm going to be doing it's nicer it's not exactly it's <laughs> nice <laughs> no social interaction no. don't need to be outside like it's chicken all my boxes more of that <laughs> so uh so the robert harris robert harris wrote a book called selling hitler which is a book a uh, true story about the hitler diaries Magnificent. Then he wrote the Cicero trilogy, uh, Lustrum, Imperium, and Dictator. And they were just, essentially, it was, it's ancient Rome, mm -hmm. but really modern Washington. Mm -hmm. Just switching a few yeah. things around with togas, which is great because I love politics. <laughs> and finally, um, he's got this one 
uh, called the second sleep and he just i just he's got a very very beautiful way with english and i'm going to be interviewing him in a few weeks time so i really want to read and I, he, that's one of the joys of the job mm. that you read a book and then get to interview the author soon afterwards as you're finding out with mm. proper writers and so on but i do find that to be um like you say what do you do for a living i said well I, that's part of it and you go holy smoke like, that's the Anyway, it's just a joy. What I'm trying to say it's a privilege, and, and it is a dream. So Robert Harris is the answer to the question in terms of what's next on the reading list. But then we're coming into uh, October and November. Other people's fears are book lovers' dreams because <laughs> it's the season when they start bringing out all their books for Christmas. Yeah. So I was like, yes. So I, on it goes. Yeah. Ding, ding dong, merrily on high. There's great stuff and what a great country. What a great country for writing and writers and uh, just bright, bright people. I love it. The future is, is very safe. And now you've come along with your book and, you know, it's just getting better and better. So it's great. It's a great place to be. And don't forget great. yourself is included in that as well. So. You're just uh, in the cheap seats. But here we go. It's, it, it's, it's great. And uh, thank you for including me in your, on your guest list. Oh, well. I've enjoyed our chat. Thank you very much. This has been the Books That Made Me podcast uh, episode with Ryan Turvey. And it's been a pleasure. Good luck with everything, including your uh, <laughs> physical publication in January. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. You. Thank you.